Today's guest is Vicki Cho. She is an author, a public speaker, an award-winning mental health advocate, as well as illustrating children's books. She tells her story and how she survived abuse and a system that ignored it all. Here we talk about how and why she created her own story into a book and how she found her true identity. Give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Vicki Jo. I have done a review of your website and uh, you did a couple of speaking events at fire departments as well as you have a book out there and you have, I believe, a CD as well. But I just wanted to jump into the timeline of your journey before all of this has happened. Could you, what inspired you to venture into your career path? And I know that you mentioned through Messenger that you have a story to tell and you would love to share to the listeners. Well, my childhood was really traumatic and violent and I saw a lot of blood and it was very, it was very sporadic and unpredictable. And then I moved to a different town with a different dad and life was really, really good. This happened when you were young. At what age? I was 17 and they weren't huge inner tubes, but they were from tires They used to have inner tubes. I don't know if they still have inner tubes and tires, but we were floating down the river together and somebody said, Hey, you know, we, this is a pretty nice cliff. We need to stop here and do some diving. Well, when I hit the bottom, I saw flashes of light, but still I just got up and kept going. I got back on my tube and kept floating down the river. And what happened was I couldn't talk. And all of my friends were busy jumping off the, the into the river and goofing around. And nobody noticed that I couldn't talk. So they brought me home. And when I went in the house, my mom knew that I couldn't speak. And she said, you know, she knew that I was acting weird. So what she did was instead of taking me to a hospital and trying to figure out what was wrong, she made a bunch of phone calls and it was determined that I needed mental health care. So I started on a journey of psychiatric hospitals that that lasted for a very long time. And between the trauma of all these psychiatric nightmares and the way I grew up my son kept telling me mom if you write down your story tell your story share it with other people then you will be healed he said it's one of the best ways to heal from PTSD and for sure I had PTSD there was no question about it after what I went through so it took years. He one one time I asked him what he wanted for my, for his birthday, and he said, "I don't want anything. I want you to spend the money getting a blog so you can write about stuff." And that was short lived. And then for years and years, he kept saying, "Mom, you really need to write a book. You need to write your story. Get all of that out." 
so um, I finally did. And I just finished a few months ago and it's for real and it's on Amazon. And what I'm doing since my son said, mom, chances are that you're not going to be able to make a huge income from your book sales. You're going to need to do something else like speaking. So immediately I decided then I was going to start a speaking career and sell my book and take all of the speeches from the contents of my book. So that is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's very scary. You had also a concussion of some sort, but you didn't know. Even though your mother did not take you to the hospital, were you later on identified or diagnosed with a concussion or any other things that came from this injury? No, what came from it was what is the craziest part about it is I needed to go to a doctor. And because I wasn't brought to a doctor and it was, I was brought into mental hospitals and I was told that I have bipolar disorder. So I had to live with that label. And I'm going to tell you, Jasmine, that since I've written that book, there is no way that I believe that I have bipolar. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get re-diagnosed. I'm positive it's PTSD. I had to deal with a lot of anger. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially being misdiagnosed for something that you carried on in your life to believe that this is wrong with me and this is my disorder and I just have to deal with it. But to find out that, uh, that you might have PTSD, do you recall an instance where it, it might have been from a particular part of your life that created this PTSD? Well, for one thing, that's what the doctors were treating me for later on. But I saw attempted murder and rape and my father practically killing my mom and you know my dad sodomizing me and I saw a lot of blood and fights and stuff like that. So, you know... After talking with the police and fire department and going through PTSD treatments and all the reason is trauma and it isn't your fault. It's something that you saw that you weren't planning on seeing or somebody did something to you or even something you heard. And I've gone through all of those things. I am so sorry to hear that your mother had gone through that and you experienced it at such a young age. Nobody should be seeing that at all, especially your parents going through such a horrific time and violence in your life as well as their lives. Was she able to recover from this or is she still dealing with this? No, she was never able to deal with it. She um, she tried in her second marriage. She was able to do better, although she still had a gun under her pillow because my dad would try and find us and try. <laughs> it, it was pretty scary up until he died a few years ago. My brother and I were still afraid. 
the constant nightmares of he would come back for you and for her and constantly in in fear and that's it just it hurts my heart that somebody has to live their life for the rest of their life to be in such fear of their attacker to come back in that is just horrible and I'm sorry to hear that and for you yourself you had to deal with the outcome of it with a father who who attacked you sexually and that's hard to hear because I myself had been sexually assaulted and molested by my father when I was eight till I was 12 years old so and I'm in my 40s and I'm still dealing with it and he is still walking around as today as a free man he was never charged Um, I did go through court to see that he can get charged with uh, rape um, whatever charges that they apply to people who are raping their own children Um, but it never happened. So I am so sorry that uh, someone else had to go through that same thing. What is one thing you wish you knew at the onset of your career? Well, I wish that I would have known how many years approximately it can take to become a successful, well-paid, consistent speaker. Although I am extremely blessed because I have a professional public speaking coach who comes over once a month who refuses to take any money from me. So, but yeah, I, the other thing that I wish that I would have known that I've had to learn and it's hard is things to do on the computer. Resizing a video. I still have to call the library. She has They have a librarian there who knows everything about this kind of stuff. So I call her. I have a friend who is an administrative assistant who comes over once in a while and another friend. So it's all, I mean, like I couldn't, (laughs) I tried to scan and put into an email my business plan to my business coach the other day. And I had to send him eight separate emails. So that's what I wish I would have known. And the other thing now that I'm thinking that I wish I would have known is how healing and how freeing it is to write your story. I would have done it before. I just can't even believe the space in my head that's clear and allows the other things that I need to deal with come to the surface. It's been, it's wonderful. So yeah, before starting this career, I wish I would have known that, but um, I guess I wouldn't have this career if I didn't just write the book, so. Yes, exactly, exactly. The majority of my guests are women and I've noticed that women, they find a way to make something that was destructive into a constructive purpose in their life. And you are on the track on the path of doing that. And it's, it's an honor to talk with someone who has come out of the rubble of chaos and tumultuous childhood in your adult life. I'm so glad that you're able to get out of that and find clarity and comfort and the positiveness out of something that was just horrible, horrible to go through. Thank you for sharing that with me. 
Is there anything else that you'd like to highlight about your journey in your life? Well, I'd like to highlight about uh, my new career is before I wasn't really part of the community and police officers were the ones who came to my house and took me to the hospital. And now the police department has requested a video of a mental health crisis concerning police officers. So I was able to share with them and they wanted my book. So I, I left a book for their library. And then I um, researched PTSD treatments and I sent them a sheet and I've helped them with numerous things and the fire departments. I went in there, they gave me their coin and their patch. And I am just feel like I'm a part of the community and I'm very important to, um, to the police department, fire department, the mental health social club, just different places that I've been able to, I, I feel important for the first time. Well, I shouldn't say for the first time, but this is a different kind of importance. When you realize that all these years, people have been telling you you're sick. You haven't been sleeping right, Vicki, you're going to end up in a hospital. You are talking fast, Vicki, you're acting manic. All these lies that have been shoved into my head and into my heart. And the book gave me the strength to discern the truth. And the truth of it is, I'm not going back there. I'm never going back there. I do everything in my power to stay well. And part of that is in my book too. It's really been a mind opening experience. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, I'm glad you were able to experience this. And, and the thing about it is, Vicki Joe, you mean a lot to people you just were able to finally acknowledge to yourself that you were worth something. You were always worth something to someone, even before you knew that you did. I mean, take example, you know, Travis. <laughs> so that's a, he got a, a wonderful grown young man um, who has a wonderful mother to, to back him up. I mean, to make strong men, you have to have a strong woman in the, in the presence. It's not about the man in the household. In our community, we call them strong queens to make a, a strong man. Um, so I commend you on that. Um, well, Travis didn't grow up in my house much because I was in and out of the hospital and then he moved in with grandma. But I have been able as much as possible, even through the thick and thin, to be able to always encourage him and believe in him. So he's actually, he's actually helped me quite a bit. Yeah. And I have a 26 year old and um, not that many people are like, oh my gosh, you have a 26 year old. Yes. It's the same thing. He's my firstborn. I thought to myself that I was just a horrible mother. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a teen mom when I got pregnant and I was just 
going in blindly in regards to parenting. I was struggling with my own demons of my past. I had, you know, like I mentioned, I was sexually abused by my father. I was physically and emotionally abused by my mother. And I always told to myself that if I ever became a parent, I would never, never (laughs) be like my parents did to me. And I stood to that. I stood, even though I was dealing with my own mental uh, struggles, because I've never gone to a doctor to get it diagnosed, but I've seen that the types of symptoms are related to PTSD. And we do have mental disorders and mental illnesses in our family. Uh, My dad was diagnosed with schizophrenia. A lot of the doctors, when I was younger, being treated for the sexual abuse, they would say that... um, I had some type of personality disorder, which is linked to someone who has like uh, schizophrenia. And then they started over-medicating me with antipsychotic drugs and stuff like that. So I was battling my own demons and then coming into the world as being a parent and trying to teach my kids like the good things in life. Life is so wonderful. I'm like here, no, it's not, you know, I'm only, I'm already fighting my own thing. And, um, We can only do what we can as parents. The point is that you stuck in there. Some people give up. You stuck in there. You comfort him. You gave him advice. And in return, he returned the favor by lifting you up when you needed it. That means you are a wonderful, strong, beautiful mother and woman. So that's why I say thank you because you did a lot. Um, you need to have that acknowledgement. You are strong and you have a son that lifts you up when you need it. So that's beautiful. That's exactly what we need. That's us mothers would love to see is our children, you know, instead of us always lifting them off the ground when they skin their knee, they lift us up in return. So love to hear more about the book where, and you did mention it, that it's located on Amazon. And the book is called My Sanity Quest, Mental Health Awareness, Have Courage and Share Your Stories and Save Lives. Can I show you? Yes, yes, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I love it's that little horse. Sanity Quest, Tears, Trials, and Triumphs. Are you wanting to do another book, like a continuation, or do you think you're done? No, I started one. It's called Over the Dark because the dark is gone. I'm over it. Yeah, definitely let me know when you have updates on that because I would love to share that links available for your upcoming book. What one thing that you'd like to share to listeners who are having the same type of struggles, the same type of um, scenario where they're being misdiagnosed or they were involved in a sexual violence and they're still struggling with that what kind of advice would you like to give listeners who are listening who've had that in their past the most important thing that i know is to find somebody to talk to you find somebody to tell i've had this experience if i need something i ask for help if i don't get it i ask somebody else i continue to ask and try until I get help. Wonderful. But I, it was an honor speaking with you, Vicki Joe. I'm glad I was able to share this time with you and your healing journey. 
and to know that you are still going strong. You know, there's only, there's one thing I want to say is I see you. I see you and I love you, even though I just met you just now. And we've talked over Facebook, you know, you are a beautiful, strong woman and I am proud of you. Keep it up. Don't stop. (laughs) I'm not going to. Good, good. (laughs) Cause I'm backing you up. So, and I can't wait to, to have this as an episode and to share it to the world because there's a lot of people else that need to hear your story. You give each other people confidence and say, it's not the end of the road for me because of this or because of that. I want to give you some advice. Get on your computer. I don't care if you speak in your microphone or type or whatever, however you do it, but write down those pieces of trauma because I am telling you, you get it out of your head and you get it onto the paper. It's really nothing short of a miracle. Um, did you have any questions before we end our conversation? No. Oh. I'd, like to make, I'd like to make a statement, though. Oh, sure. Go ahead. You're, you're really sweet. I'm really glad that I got to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. You too, Jasmine. Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion podcast. And if you enjoy listening to my podcast, please don't hesitate to give me a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Also wanted to give a shout out and thank you so much to all my guests, past, present, and future. And stay tuned for the next upcoming episode on Fridays.